0: Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor in chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career Changes are not the straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change, we inspire people that are thinking to change career, We support people that want or need to change career but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey and with one-third of our lives spent working it would be unimaginable, to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hello and welcome to the Career Changers. Our guest today is Elena Mellara, career coach for The Career Conflicted. In her own words, I support career conflicted professionals in need to figure out their next steps. I'm also a career changer or twister as I like putting, as after 20 years in corporations covering roles in pricing and forecasting, I felt my heart was not in numbers anymore, but into people. That's why I twisted my career into coaching. Today, Elena is going to share her wisdom and career change story with us. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Elisa. Thank you for having me. So let's start a little bit with your background. Um, How did you start your professional life? Or better, what was your first job?
1: Uh, My first real job was uh, in uh, customer service uh, on shifts of 24 hours. So it was a pretty uh, high-paced job um where uh, basically uh we needed to be very fast uh but also we needed really to understand what we needed to do in order to help the people that were calling us the customers who were, who, who were calling us yeah so that was my first
0: job mm-hmm. what was your dream job when you were a child
1: when i was a child uh, i because I told to my mom when I was six that I wanted to communicate uh, with people in other languages. I wanted to be a professional translator, so that was my uh, that was my dream job when I was uh, growing up, and uh, I pursued it until I was seventeen. So up until seventeen, if you would have asked me what would you like to do when you're a grown up, I would have said I would be a professional translator. And then I realized that I didn't like translating. <laughs> so it was kind of a, ooh, okay. So I, don't like, I didn't like translating the ideas and the thoughts of other people. So I said, no, I do have my own thoughts and my own ideas. So why would I want to translate somebody else's? And then I shifted into political science and being a diplomat. So what is your educational background? My educational background is in political science, international law. So anything which has to do with law and internationali- internationalities in general is uh, my background. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world. If I was uh, it was uh, going back and choose
0: another another time. So we are here to talk about career change, uh, of course. Um, How and when did you start thinking about becoming a coach? That is your actual career.
1: Yes, I started thinking to become a coach in 2019. So it's pretty a recent uh, twist uh, that I've done. And uh, it uh, was the the whole thing sparkled because I wasn't happy in my uh, last corporate job although I was head of a department and I loved my, uh, my co-workers to, to bits. I mean, we were an international team. I chose them. I hired them personally. And then at some point, uh, I said, as you mentioned in the intro, yeah, I'm doing too many, too many numbers, but I love more to, to the people. And then I understood that HR was the direction. And then talking to... Uh, a friend of mine who is uh, a super duper recruiter, uh, he just you know came up with yeah this is what you can do in a chart. There is not just the recruiting side of it, but there is also the coaching and training side of it. And I thought and I thought, huh, that might be good to do it, or it might, it might be good to think about it. And then I talked to people who were already a coach and asked them how do you become a coach? Because I didn't know anything about it. For me, it was a super, you know, blank uh, and uh, I didn't know anything about it. Mm.
0: So how did, you transi- how did you transition from one career to the other?
1: Yeah, uh, what happened is that uh, I felt sick, uh, which helped in one way and didn't help in another because when you're sick, it's difficult to um to concentrate on something new and uh, uh you know to be uh very excited about something new but i managed that in a way and uh, i identified uh, a school which was giving me um a global international certificate because i said to myself i'm not an imposter i if i want to do things i want to do things the right way and therefore i found uh, a school and then I enrolled in the school and uh, after exams, a lot of exams, uh, at least 100 hours of coaching and uh, papers and tests, then uh, I became a coach. So I became a coach in the middle of the pandemic, which was kind of intriguing in a way.
0: Yeah. And probably many people were looking for support. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, um, the career changes aim to inspire people during their journey to self-realization and of course this is a journey that um, is not uh, as easy and smooth Of um, someone who wants to make us think. Success is not um, a linear process. So what challenges did you have to overcome to transition career? Uh, The first one was
1: to really understand what I really wanted to do, but also what I was good at doing it, you know, because uh, it's easy to say, well, yeah, I identified HR. Yeah. But then in HR, again, there are many, many uh, different uh, sides of the HR. I could have easily done, you know, HR analytics. I could deal with numbers anyway, and it was HR. So why not? Um, but then, uh, so that was the first thing. So really understanding what I wanted. Um, that was the first uh, challenge to overcome. Of course, um, when, you're, uh, when you're doing and you're enrolling in a school, there is the excitement to, to be and to learn new things and to really hear the clicks inside of you of what they're teaching you at school um the exams uh, for sure i mean uh, doing 100 hours coaching when you've never done coaching before it's not a piece of cake uh, you really need to work uh, hard to do it and then to pass the exams as well was the other thing to overcome and the third was the third thing was to be recognized as a coach uh, by other coaches who could tell me at some point, hey, I have this project. Why don't you come and work with me? So that was, uh, that was, this were the, yeah, the hardest things to, to overcome when I transitioned.
0: So today, part of your work uh, is to help career conflicted professionals. Can you tell us more about uh, what you do? Sure. Um, what is the...
1: Most exciting part of my job, of course, is coaching and uh, uh, my clients, they are me a few years back. Yeah. So they have this feeling, itchy feeling that they realize they don't like their job anymore. Uh, They're frustrated in some ways because uh, uh, they're doing tasks they don't want to do anymore and uh, sometimes they're angry, so they provoke managers and colleagues so that, yeah, maybe they can fire me and uh, I'm out of the job and I can do something else. And um, so they come to me and they, they are really, they don't know what to do next. So they really don't know what is their next step. And, uh, and then I help them identify those next steps which can be, yeah, in some cases is to find same role, different company uh, type of direction, but the other direction, which is usually, uh, and witnessing and witnessing uh, happening more and more in these days of pandemic, it's also, yeah, I want to do and twist my career into a totally new profession. And I've I've had clients going from, I don't know, finance to app developer or from uh, a public, uh, uh, from a governmental um, role into a role into a private, uh, a private corporation doing the legal department. Uh, and yeah, so these, these are the type of, these are the type of uh, career-conflicted professionals I'm helping in these days. Mm. It's very exciting.
0: So um, what I really like about uh, your work is that you are talking a lot about uh, uh, strengths and how to turn strengths into superpowers. Um, a topic that I find very exciting, especially um, on the sixth day of January, where we are all thinking about the year ahead. So um, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, and to start, as individuals, what, would, what do we need to look at to understand which are our strengths? Uh,
1: we need to do something which is not we, we're not trained to do we need to look at ourselves and we need to look at ourselves in a way that we need to observe what we really like to do. It sounds like, yeah, Elena, come on, everyone says that. But have you ever thought what you really like to do and what you really like to do it and you're very good at? Yeah. So it is something that we do usually don't think about it because we don't often think about ourselves in that way. So that's the first step if we want to identify uh, the strengths that uh, we do have. Um, and uh, what you will come up with most likely is going to be a list of uh, a list of things. Not all of them might be strengths because, for example, being a, um, a team player is not a strength. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's. Uh, but being able to include everyone in a team is a strength. So you know that there is a, there is a there is a nuance. So will you will come up? When you think about that. You will come up with a list, and that list is just the beginning. And the advice is to start digging. So don't. Uh, don't just uh, stop yourself at this question. What you really, what you really like to do, and what you love to do, but just try to go underneath the surface and go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm.
0: So, is there a way to turn? Well, of course there is, because this is what you do. But <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, which is the way to turn our strengths into superpowers? Yes. Um,
1: there is a tool which I like a lot and all of my clients, uh, when we're working together, they are doing it and they're loving it, which is the, uh, strength finder from Gallup. This is an older version, but for the ones who will see the video and the book. Um, so that's my basic, that's the uh, basis of the tools because, uh, uh, it gives you not just a list of your, of your specific strengths, but it gives you also the explanation of how you come across uh, when you have those strengths. Yeah. So it, it, it's basically putting yourself, well, the, the book is putting the, in their shoes of the people with their strengths and describing them in the book. You don't need to read the old book. You just need to buy the book take the test, and then you will have a report uh, which will be sent to you by email, and then you basically start from there. So then you will have your list that you compiled because you asked yourself the question that we talked about before, and then you have this tool, which is much more scientific, and uh, uh, its Gallup is very famous, so it's it's a well-known tool, which is uh, the start.
0: Hmm. Uh, So you you usually think that uh, the other side of our strengths are our weaknesses, is that correct?
1: I would say that on the other side of our strengths, there are triggers. So basically, um, I'll give you an example. I am an includer, so it means that uh, if if I am uh, in a room with 10 people, uh most likely, after an hour, all ten people will talk uh together, and uh, everyone will be in harmony, and everyone will know each other. same thing when i'm doing the webinar for sure, hundred percent of the times uh, I will ask to everyone to to talk and speak, even if they are super you know super introvert and super shy so being uh, being an includer, it means that when somebody excludes me, it makes me snap, and that's the trigger. Yeah, so that's not a weakness; it's really a trigger. And then I start thinking, "Oh my God, uh, why that person excluded me? What did I do to him or to her? What did I do to deserve that?" And you go into this rabbit hole of, you know, a little bit of asking yourself things while, yeah, and it's a trigger and sometimes friendships are ruined because of that. So it's very, it's a powerful trigger in a negative way.
0: Um, This wasn't three years before, but I'm curious to ask you this question. Hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot. (laughs) Um, Can you give us an example of a strength that can be turned into a superpower? A uh, good one.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. So a client of mine. Uh, she is one of her strengths is being analytical, and uh, she also had the strength. Now I need to I need to look it up because I need to say it really as it is. Uh, she is also a relator. Yeah, for according to the, the strength finder. And being a relator means that uh, you will get to know the people who are uh, known to you, so not total stranger, and uh, you want to get to know them better. And she was having a lot of difficulties with one of her colleagues to the point that she was going to uh, her boss and say, I cannot work with him because he doesn't listen to me and all this type of thing. So, uh, and she was having not only a very bad time, but she was putting herself in a spot where the managers were looking at her to be a difficult person. Because whenever this, the colleague asked her something, her answer was, ah, no, that's not me. Ah, no, I won't do it. So when she understood that she was a relator, uh, I challenged her and I said, "Okay, so how can you apply your relator strength with your colleague whom you don't cope?" And she over, she actually succeeded the the the, the thing. So she really turned it into superpower because. Uh, first by intent, so she went talking to him uh, for working things, and uh, she also went asking him things like "How are you today?" and uh, about his family. And uh, it turned out that the guy—well, it's—it's a he. Uh, her colleague was here alone. Uh, he was working here alone, and her, and and the family uh, was uh, was away. So. By being a relator, yeah, so, so just, just simply by being a relator and really training the relator s- strength, she turned it into a superpower. And now she can do that. Uh, she can recognize uh, when this this trigger of, oh, my God, I cannot understand this person. And then she, not this person in particular, because that has us uh, solved, but uh, if she has the same situation, then she can understand it and she can overcome it. So that's to me is a strengthening of a strength into a superpower.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds really interesting. And it seems like a lot of work as well. <laughs> I can imagine how much we can dig into ourselves to understand our strengths and how we can turn them into superpowers. Yeah. Um so if we go back a little bit to your um to your career, uh, do you have any interesting or funny stories to share with us about your multiple careers?
1: Oh my God um interesting stories uh, well, I would say. I wouldn't say interesting, interesting stories, but go looking at 20, the 20 years, my God, 20 years. Looking at the 20 years, I would say I could see a constant uh, a pattern which was being uh, totally immersed into international uh, and multinational um, situations. And to the point, and maybe that's that's a funny story. That my latest team, which I had the privilege to hire, um, we were all of different uh, from different countries, and uh, when we were having lunch together at the cafeteria, which here in the Netherlands is quite terrible, well, <laughs> mostly all of them are terrible. Uh, so we would we would bring fr- food from home. And because we were from different nationalities, we often have had food from our own countries. So our table was always filled with food, different food. We would eat all different type of food because it was oh yeah, my Indian, uh, my Indian uh, uh, colleague. She would say oh I made this, just uh, I made paneer today. Just uh, uh, grab a bite and my. And uh, my Spanish one would say, Oh, my mom made taco. Why? This is one, and this is for you. And uh, or asked her to do more because those are for you. So this was what I really, really appreciate uh, in, in, my corporate, in my corporate life the internationality of all.
0: So um, let's give some uh, tips now to our followers and listeners that are here, of course, because they are, um, you know, so searching and trying to understand uh, what is gonna be their next move or what to do next. Um, So what type of advice would you give to anyone along their path to self-realization?
1: Okay. What comes into my mind is give yourself the chance. To meet the type of professional that you can become. And by saying that, what I mean is that if you feel that you cannot do your job anymore, start talking. First of all, you're not alone. There is a whole trend called the Great Resignation. If you never heard about it, just Google it and you will have a lot of. uh, Uh, have a lot of articles from many different magazines. Uh, First of all, you're not alone. Give yourself the chance to really dig into really what you would like to do and start talking. Start talking to people who've done already uh, a pivot. Um, Start, you know, talking to, because, yeah, you know, I mean, those people, they are a couple of steps ahead of you. And this means that they overcome a few obstacles already and they can give you advice. They don't have to be people uh, doing the job that you would like to do because maybe uh, you haven't already identified what that might be, but there will be good insights on that. So start talking, start talking to people, start talking to uh, the people around you and see what is their reaction. Not because you need to seek for um, uh, validation, but because maybe you will be surprised. Maybe they can say, "Ah, oh, finally, you're getting rid of that job that it makes you so anxious or make you so angry," and uh, you you don't know what's what's next. So give yourself the chance to, yeah. To to have this option.
0: Um, what advice would you give to someone looking to change their career?
1: uh okay so another advice uh, rather than talking to people well in addition to talking to people is uh really well hire a coach it might sound stupid but uh i mean we're we're here to help as coaches so uh it might be easier it might be uh quicker as well and more effective um Another uh type of uh, another type of advice uh could be that yeah you, you you can slow down and in this situation where one day we're in lockdown and one day everything is open and then we're in lockdown again so it's uh, slowing down might be a way to look at yourself uh from
0: from a different perspective. Mm. And uh, we are we are um, coming now to the end of this episode and it's been really nice talking to you. So the last question, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Elena,
1: this itchiness and feeling that you're not doing the job that you like is real. So my dear, jump before you're ready. (laughs) Don't wait too
0: long and jump. Oh, I really like that. I guess we all have that feeling. We know when things are not right. Um, Well, thank you, Elena, so much for joining us today and uh, sharing your inspirational career change story and wisdom.
1: Thank you, Elisa, for having me.
0: And the last message to our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of the Career Changers. Thank you. Thanks.